boy howdy did i enjoy that pile of garbage oh my gosh that complete and total pile of trash that really upsetting use of time that we had to start last week and then finish this week in two installments because we we're so mad at it last week that we couldn't yeah what a stupid pile of what stupid dumb dumb idiot pile of dope fest. what a ridiculous pile of garbage what a, like inside out butt face i'm feeling mad mad i think i'm feeling mad i think my feeling is mad just disappointed yeah and whoever made that well i know who made that bad job sunny mal high malhi and nick savides is sunny a man or a woman we're gonna find out and then we're gonna yell at him he mm-hmm. from london oh and he graduated from tish school of the arts did him no good oh my god he has an mfa in dramatic writing couldn't tell mfa couldn't tell in dramatic writing casey i can write better than him and i haven't been to school you absolutely can't have not graduated college my butt can write better than him oh my god your butt can do a lot of things better than most people thank you it's true my butt really appreciates that it's true (laughs) i mean congratulations to nick for getting his screenplay bought by blumhouse features blumhouse you're batting two for zero for me yeah right now zero for two oh for two oh for two there it is that sounds that sounds correct blumhouse i need i think you need to hire somebody with better taste that i just like blumhouse what films have you done that i've actually liked blumhouse best what the fuck is a blum other than somebody saying plum wrong it's like a butt (laughs) blumhouse did get out get out's really really great blumhouse did us the invisible man which i feel is very good the hunt i really like the hunt Mm. i don't know maybe hush was enjoyable family blood was bad get out was brilliant and blumhouse you got fucking lucky because everything else i've seen you do is garbage yeah i'm sure i've seen other things that you've done that i've liked but but right now we're just mad yeah we're just mad at you not mad just you wasted our time disappointed yeah casey yes give them a little taste i mean i feel like we've been giving them a little taste it's garbage taste tastes like garbage yeah tastes like sour milk you know what i feel like what i feel like gordon ramsay that's what i feel like i feel like gordon ramsay in a kitchen and someone just made him something and he looked at them and went this is bullshit he's a very angry blonde man yeah who cooks stuff yeah and yells at other people for cooking stuff yeah the abusive chef yeah that's what i feel like yeah i feel like an abusive chef (laughs) in someone's very upsetting kitchen this film had a bucket of chicken parts in the corner under the sun just warming up before they cooked it so everybody go see this movie we've talked it up it's called family blood you shit it out in the toilet this morning family blood Somebody picked up a poop and made it into a movie called it Family Blood. Family Blood. Roadkill that somebody tried to turn into dinner. Family Blood. A mistake. Mommy and Daddy got together and you were a mistake. That'll do it. Theme song. Hello, it's me, it's Sarah Marie, and I'm a sucker for a good vampire film and or series. And I'm Casey, and I'm just a sucker. But for reals, Casey writes and studies scripts. She knows what good ones are, and she knows why they're good. She also knows what bad ones are and why they're bad. She's a damn genius, and she didn't even go to the Tish fucking school of fucking fine fucking arts. And Sarah Marie has feelings. Yeah, really big feelings. Casey made me work on my (laughs) ideals today she made me work on my self-worth and i'm feeling things yeah she did great though everybody oh thank you but she also really likes vampires i do i really do and together we are little renegade films a production house that creates podcasts and web series and other sweet treats and this is blood suckers a podcast where we endeavor to watch every vampire film that we can get our fangs into and as super fans and filmmakers we'll be pumping you full of our own personal brand of heroin i.e commentary and opinions and stuff so suck it up motherfuckers and listen in tonight we sink our teeth regretfully into 2018's (laughs) family Family blood but first messy mouths you know when you try to eat a nice clean meal and at first we think you're doing a great job you hose yourself off but then nope every other time covered in blood chin down yeah messy but somehow the inside of your mouth is totally clean clean Mm mm-hmm it's just on the outside. Yeah, sometimes our mouths get messy too. We mess up all over the place. Here's last week's disgusting, disgusting accidents. accidents. I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. I'm without regret. The Muffin Man. Do you know him? I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. And I am 
without regret, Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. Also, before we get started, I just want to say a quick thank you to all of our blood suckers out there, all of our suckers. We just got 3,000 downloads, baby. <gasps> Yeah, we made it to 3,000 downloads because of all you beautiful suckers. That's really incredible. We are but a small, humble, independent podcast that just does this for the joy of the game and for the buckets of money we're going to make one day. Yeah. Speaking of buckets of money, incredible gratitude-filled shout out to Miranda. Miranda! For the $300 one-time donation she made to us. Miranda. Which you can do via the littlerenegadefilms.com website. Yeah. You do a one-time donation like Miranda. If you want to be as cool as Miranda and give us $300 or really any amount of money, you can do it there it's gonna be in the show notes that link miranda you're such a hot bitch miranda thank you your tits fucking insane they really are unbelievable mm-hmm. i haven't even seen them i only feel the energy of them and it is knocking me over right now super sexy is this inappropriate no okay great yeah miranda nice tits. hot tits miranda <laughs> Miranda has a really hard time listening to podcasts, so I don't know if she's even going to make it. We should just turn this into a little nugget and send it to her. Oh my gosh, let's do it. Miranda, thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to turn this into bonus content. We're going to post this on our Instagram, I've decided. Oh, it's also going in the podcast. Yeah. I need everybody to know that if they give us a one-time notation, it is possible that we could also compliment their tits. Should we play the ridiculous shout-out music too? No. That's only for our patron. Oh, no. I mean, $300 is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. You know, I just like verbally being verbally inappropriate <laughs> for this one. Like anytime anybody oh, you don't want to hear the ooh, ooh. You just want to You just want to do the... Give us a one-time donation and watch me compliment your genitals. Casey, that's a perk for Talk Dirty to me. Oh, I get so confused. Yeah. You know what Miranda likes? What? Twilight. Oh. Miranda really likes Twilight. Miranda and I bond over Twilight. We bond over a bunch of different things. She's a very, 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 very ride or die. Mm -hmm. As opposed to my other ride or die. She's one of my two ride or dies. Three. You're my art wife. Oh, I'm different. I'm not a ride or die. I'm your art wife. Yeah. Okay. I think we got to get, how long have we known each other? A decade? Uh, Yeah. You're a ride or die. Yeah. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true. I'm a ride or die and your art wife. Yeah. Oh, how did I refer to you the other day? It was really beautiful. I said my art wife partner (laughs) because it sounds like life partner. Mm. Art wife partner. Anyways, you can't leave this. Nope. I just feel like every time we verbalize it, we're jinxing it or trying to overcompensate. Oh, that's not happening. It just makes me tighten my grip even more. You know, like, I love you so much, babe. You and I are the perfect couple. Let's say it on Instagram. And then then it all falls apart. And then that couple, you're like, ooh, could have called that. We're going to have to figure out how to work through it, though, because we're in business together. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're already (laughs) dragging me kicking and screaming (laughs) through my... But it's really helpful. It's you and, and my therapist and everybody. Yeah. Make me a better human. I'm going to make you a better human. Yeah. That's the people in your life. You don't surround yourself with people that don't make you a better human. Exactly. Human hard. Back to the movie. Still garbage. Oh, God. Such garbage. Fucking we broke. We broke the basic premise that I have stubbornly been sticking to for the duration of this whole podcast, which is we only watch vampire films because of this fucking film last week. I couldn't. We ended up watching Castlevania. Oh, it's a series. Yeah. We yeah. opened things up to series because yeah. we didn't have the right amount of time to start another movie. Tonight, we drink deeply of the film Family Blood from 2018. Casey, read this garbage pile of a sentence paragraph. Ellie, a recovering drug addict, has just moved to a new city with her two teenage children. She has struggled to stay sober in the past and is determined to make it work this time, finding a stable job and regularly attending her meetings. Unfortunately, new friends, a new job, and the chance of a new life can't keep Ellie from slipping once again. Her life changes when she meets Christopher, a different kind of addict, which forces her daughter and son to accept a new version of Ellie. Casey, is that accurate? I want to say no. I also want to say no because this sentence actually makes sense and that film did not. <laughs> also, they summated it in a way that was not really communicated by the film. No. The film communicated bunch of garbage it was really slow and like somebody was trying way too hard to be artsy yeah so many long beautiful shots where nothing happened and nothing was beautiful no Mm -mm. they weren't there was nothing in this film that we haven't seen in other films yeah also that there was no new interesting story well here's the thing i 
have a very strong belief that if the story is the most important thing to you, you cannot go wrong. Budget limitations don't matter. If you are prioritizing the story and they just didn't seem like they were prioritizing the story, they seem like they were prioritizing being artsy fartsy fuck faces. Yeah. Also would still say the story was tired. I agree. No, that's what I'm saying. The, the story was basically drug addict mom meets abusive boyfriend who is abusive and then he's a vampire and he bites her she but the even just like the teenage kids living with drug addict mom drug addict mom hooks up with abusive boyfriend then mom ends up leaving kids behind anyway the end that's fucking it they put vampire on top of it but once again Mm -hmm. as we've discussed before if the vampirism like it's a perfect metaphor for addiction so how did they fuck it up so bad because it's a two-minute story and they stretch it out to an hour and a half it's a story that's been told a million times even if it's not a vampire story that story of addiction has been told a million times and they put vampire on top of it and they put really cheesy overdone vampire tropes in it the fucking why of it all and we like briefly touched on it last week of showing up at a new town and being an addict and like moving into a house in the poor neighborhood the house is a mansion by the way the house is like a two three story million dollar listing with a fucking chandelier in it ornate carved hand railings down the stairs beautiful and it's in the poor part of town and then going to her meetings and giving us all the exposition in oh yeah your favorite aa meetings or na meetings or any quote unquote 12 step group meeting where people start by going um hi i'm new in town my name is casey we have to go again we're overlapping oh yeah, yeah. and i'm um i've been trying really hard for the past five years to stop having horrible horrible finger toes but (laughs) i just can't (laughs) i can't beat finger toes (laughs) that's your problem you're talking about my thumbs aren't you yes i am oh my god finger toes hold them up from the camera again let them see finger toes baby if i could turn my foot around you could see how my thumb looks like my big toe yep Uh, from the front it's uncanny horrifying yeah i have gecko thumb just like this movie (laughs) movie so she goes to a meeting and she's talking about how she's really trying to pull her life together but she's fucking not because she's stashed pills in her under her bed and then in her office drawer yeah which no yeah no my first problem out the gate is that you didn't really believe she was way too angsty and artificially drug addicty trying to get sober oh there was some bad acting for show and it would be one thing if i believed that she was trying to start over it's a whole different issue if she's not really trying to start over because she's just a shitty mom like she's unsympathetically shitty and her son being an asshole to her is 1000 percent justified yeah she was a shitty mom the whole time she never changed she never fucking changed and she's set up to be the protagonist from the beginning right she's the thing that the thing happens to but at a certain point in the film i'm like oh the teenage son is the protagonist now no you can't change protagonist I agree. I think what happened was this story was just poorly written. I agree. And they got confused. I agree. All of a sudden, he went from not being in the movie to like being in the movie a lot. And making all of the decisions. Yeah. The mom started out passive, got passiver. More passiver. Mm-hmm. You know what the problem is, is that she started out an addict. And what would have been interesting is if over the course of the film, she was actually changed into not an addict. But the act of turning her into a vampire didn't make her not an addict. It made her the same. She just, was just an addict in a different way. We call it cross addiction, baby. You like, yeah. it's what people do in addiction sometimes. They're like, okay, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm only going to smoke pot and then they realize that they're smoking a ton of pot and it's making them really unhappy and it's got different consequences or they're like I'm not going to drink hard liquor anymore I'm only going to drink beer and then they're drinking like two cases of beer you know what I mean and she was fucking murdering people I don't think that she was murdering people before when she was just on the pills and like no No. one no one fucking dealt with that either all of a sudden she's going on killing sprees and she's the same addict that she was in the beginning of the film her getting high in the park and sitting on that swing is the exact same situation and look that she had after she fucking murdered someone yeah so that's problem number one problem number two why though 
the ye old problem of many, many stories. Why did she want her kids for arbitrary reasons? Because that's what moms should want. Because it's cliche and that's what was in the script. Yeah. That's what they wrote. Why did that vampire who turned her want to turn her? Oh, a uh, great question because there's really a very little motivation for that. And um, he, it was so uncomfortable because he was just like, I care about you now. And they didn't even know each other. Yeah. I saw you and I wanted to make sure nothing bad could ever happen to you again. Which is classic abuser. Like oh, the, yeah. the metaphor of abuse is right there. And he turned her against her will without her knowing. And then at the end of the film, they miraculously knew how to make vampires. So I was like, you didn't establish that well. Oh, yeah. They did a bad job of explaining the rules or the consequences. The lore was crooked. Sometimes it was sunny. Sometimes it was dark. And we That's were it. very confused. <laughs> they shot day and night, but they didn't shoot day for night. So I think their shooting schedule required that they sh- shot some night scenes during the day, except they didn't do anything about making it look like night. So all of a sudden, like they'd be running around outside and it'd be night and they'd come in the house and like peer out the curtains and it would be like bright, <laughs> like noon o'clock sunshine. Yeah. Then they had that line of dialogue that was like, sunshine doesn't matter to us. I'm like, did you throw that in last minute because your fucking shooting yes. schedule was... Yes, they did. They were like, how? we fix this banana phone the other thing is the cold open right our evil gentleman abusive asshole james ransoni ransoni ranson who played christopher the cold open is him like terrorizing this family and then murdering all of them why they wrote a cold horror open just to have a cold horror open not to actually establish or give us any information to talk about later he terrorized a family yeah in the very beginning there was a scene where the girl hiding in a closet oh yeah yeah and i I thought, oh, maybe we're going to find out that he's been trying to find a girlfriend for a long time. Yeah, that's dumb. I don't know. Totally unnecessary. I forgot about it. Didn't fucking pay off at all. Also, the neighbor looking for the cat in the basement. The main lady killed the neighborhood cat for a snack. And then the neighbor comes over and is like, I can't find Lola. She usually comes home. And the main lady goes, I don't, I haven't seen her. She goes, can I check your basement? Who, who checks a basement? Who's like, can I just look in your room anyways? How convenient. Yeah, how convenient. Then they went downstairs and she killed her you know my other problem with this what teenage boy the teenage boy was justifiably really pissed off at his mom mm-hmm. until the the story dictated that he really care about her because of one conversation he had with a really hot girl in an art yeah. museum and then he's like oh i'm gonna find out what's really going on with my mom oh it's the same fucking problem she's still a fucking addict and she sucks but now i'm gonna like really care and he nearly killed himself to save her yeah it was very confusing it was highly justified didn't make sense he went from hating her the whole time to being like i'm with you forever mom and it felt like he became the protagonist because he experienced a change there's some sort of character change also that whole bit of story with the hot girl that he was wooing yeah could have been cut out entirely wildly unnecessary character also then when she came in the house and was like i need to talk to what's his name how did she even know where he lived great question didn't establish that either her name was megan megan wait Uh, what m-e-e-g-a-n megan and his name was kyle that's always a mark of a well-developed script when um they don't have last names they don't like even their first names aren't interesting kyle and megan megan amy miss jensen fucking christopher i teach improv for actors at my studio and it's my greatest fucking joy because we talk about story and i yell about story and we have a whole day where we just talk about the we don't talk about we like participate in the importance of specificity and names mm-hmm. like just taking a fucking minute to look at someone and be like what is their essence mm-hmm. and if your essence is megan you're in a key and peel sketch but you're not this gorgeous fucking girl yeah she was really pretty she was so pretty and she seemed like a decent actor she just didn't have good material to work with casey are we just angrily yelling about this yeah have we said anything interesting do you think we've been funny oh okay good we should blood score this super whitewash yeah but we did have one person of color great yeah great great so before we vmdb i'm just gonna read through the cast real quick to give them the props vanessa shaw played ellie the addict mom who became an addict most famously she has done 310 to yuma eyes wide shut hocus pocus that's where i fucking recognize her from she was in hocus pocus she played the the beautiful teenage girl in hocus pocus who the went, lead did uh-huh i knew i saw her from somewhere and side effects she's done many big projects i don't know why she did this one money uh james ransoni or ransone played christopher and he has done a ton of stuff i actually really like him as, as an actor he did it chapter one and chapter two he did sinister he did generation kill which i really liked him in colin ford played kyle cute little teenage muppet he did push and 
daybreak and we bought a zoo he's got big credits beautiful beautiful oh gosh a j i o n a how do you pronounce that agiona yeah aiona aiona or maybe aiona alexis agiona alexis did bmf which i don't i don't know of that one empire runaways 13 reasons why up and coming i bet you france jean baptiste played miss jensen who got horribly murdered eloise lucina she and her pussy got pounded wow played amy the little sister also completely gorgeous she and her pussy were eaten someone ate her pussy <laughs> we cannot say that about a teenage girl <laughs> no not the teenage girl oh the neighborhood the neighbor the neighbor right yeah someone ate her pussy also where the fuck were the consequences there were none there were no consequences Mm-mm. she relapsed no consequences she got a job she was trying really hard to keep fucking threw her phone across the room no consequences okay vmdb blood score yeah sorry it's called the vmdb because it's the vampire movie database where i keep the blood score 50 percent non-straight non-white male mm-hmm. yes we had the lead daughter uh-huh neighbor uh-huh so the leads were the guy the son the woman and the daughter the daughter wasn't in it too much so no i guess no yeah it was the son and the vampire abuser and the lead and the lead mom i'm gonna go with no not 50 percent. yeah i'd agree with that actually i wouldn't because you had the mom the daughter the girlfriend the neighbor you had the son and the vampire it's four to two okay because here's where i think it's gonna change 50 percent women yes equal screen time for non-white men yeah you think so? I think the mom was in it more than the... The son? Yeah. She was in the whole thing. He was in the end and Christopher was in the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Convo and content not about male or stereotypical women stuff. Yeah. She had a fresh, fun addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Is there one main female character who makes it through the whole film without being sexualized by the male gaze? Yeah. Yeah. I think they all did. Yeah, I think so too. Female lead. Yes. Casey. Yes. Would you like to award this your bonus point for a good script? Ooh. No. Good story. Uh, no. Whatever. No, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three points. Casey is giving it three points. <laughs> Kidding. Casey, just as a quick refresh, our blood score is made up of a whole bunch of questions that we ask about the film so that we can score this empirically. On the empirical system, it's either a plus one or a negative one, except for one category. And that category only qualifies if you and I argue horribly, which is not going to happen. Yeah, not on this one. My bonus point, would I own it and or want to be a vampire in the world? I can answer this for you. Please do. You do not. I do not. You want to know why? Because of the teeth? Yup. Your teeth get gross if you're a vampire in this world for no particular reason? For no particular fucking reason. Yeah. And, but primarily because in this world, not even vampires can smoke. Oh, yeah. That was the deal breaker right there. That's why Jeremy wants to be a vampire, so she can smoke and it doesn't hurt her. Uh-huh. I'd smoke so much. I'd be so cool. Uh-huh. And, you know, immortality and not having to worry about nutrients they're all they're all in blood and you know gaining knowledge and being able to continue my growth cycle forever forever and ever because i do feel like a slow turtle and i have to keep reminding myself that i am dedicated to growth and i'm being non-judgmental about what did we decide the time that it takes that i'm i'm fast yeah for me you're doing it in the perfect time perfect time not a slow little turtle. Yeah, you're going super fast. And if I were a vampire, I-, I would be the fastest. Yeah. Given an immortal timeline. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, so fast. Anyway, negative one. Exposition point of exposition that over explains explaining things, i.e. the Goldilocks rule, the rule that we are you just letting my cat lick your hand? <laughs> yeah, and it tickles. Yeah, because it's tiny razor blades. <laughs> She's done all my fingers now. I wonder if she thinks she's licking her foot because I stole her tongue from her foot. She's licking her foot and then I just stuck my finger in there. Casey. Casey, I need you to focus. I'm focused. Goldilocks rule, i.e. the point we award to the film if they explain things a little bit, but not too much in a way that makes sense, but isn't exposition-y. Yeah. I don't think I feel over-explained to. I feel both over-explained and under-explained to. Hence why we call it the Goldilocks rule. Because they over-explained through the use of going to meetings so you can give us your whole entire backstory. That's true. Re-explaining shit and then showing us 
that shit and then re-explaining it again. Yeah. Which was primarily the first act that we watched last week that took for fucking ever. Yeah. And then they didn't explain other things like daylight, not daylight, stakes or not stakes, beheadings or not. I still don't know if Christopher's dead. He's dead. They cut off his head. Yeah, but he could be writhing around in that bag for all I fucking trust the story. Like Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. You get a Pee Wee Herman did? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that reference, but yeah. You know why we can't trust this film? Why? This, you know, they... Casey, you need to stop. I can't It stop. is distracting me too much. I love it so much, though. I am distracted. She's looking at my hand. Are you jealous? No. Why are you distracted? Look how happy she is. Because your microphone's making mild noises as you're distracted by this. Oh, sorry. I'll stop making microphone noises. Anyway, what were you going to say? Why we couldn't trust it is because for most of the film, you had to be invited in if you were a vampire until halfway through the film, after that had been referenced several times, all of a sudden the vampire comes to the door and is like, are you going to let me in? And the kid says, no. And he busts open the door and walks in and says, I was just being polite. Yeah. And you can do that. You sincerely can do that if you have consistently shown that the other things you have said are true but they have not or if his character has been set up to be really really polite yeah the whole time and it just so happens to conflict and coincide with that trope pattern of expectation baby yeah to have one you've got to establish a pattern which means you've got to do things consistently which yeah. this screenplay did not Mm-mm. stupid so no did we like it though absolutely not fuck no mad mad at it i think i get more mad the more current the film is i can understand that like a 1960 film i'm like look at those idiots it was 1960 that's just how they did film yeah stupid dumb dumb poorly 2018 i'm like the fuck is your fucking fuck problem what were you thinking what were you thinking okay conclusion everybody in conclusion this film is stupid it's so dumb too you got a two. You got a two. That's right. Because it had 50% non-straight, yeah. non-white men. Yeah. And it had 50% women. Super whitewashed, though. Yeah. It's skated by because it had a female lead. To be fair, though, they didn't have a mixed race family. And so because it was such a small film about a family, it does make it harder. To have POCs in it? Yeah. Oh, but why couldn't the dad's girlfriend have been POC? Yeah. Or Christopher the bad guy. Uh-huh. Or literally anybody good point <laughs> excellent point whole family could have been black or asian or filipino could have or native american could have or indian yep or the waitress iranian didn't have to be white yeah turkish mm-hmm. russian mm, that's pretty white mm-hmm. 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 teacher mm-hmm. african yep let's talk about treatment of the female character real quick casey they didn't do a good job tell me why i'm gonna tell you why here's why casey she was a passive character vampirism happened to her yes she didn't have a strong want and if she did they didn't do a good job of actually making us believe it i want to take care of my kids do you though like the first fucking thing that she said to her son in that horribly long first act was i know you don't have any right to trust me but i want you to trust that i'm really trying garbage garbage and then she makes one move right christopher goes to attack her son and she goes no and she closes the door and they have a big old fight i assume door closed for budgetary reasons probably and then we open the door and christopher's laying in a bloody heap and she's on the other side of the room and we have no idea how she overpowered him a mother's love maybe and then she proceeds to do absolutely nothing while her son proceeds to stab and stab and stab and stab yeah he just christopher turned him into a pincushion and she became passive once there was a man in the room to take care of she was very passive very she had very little agency over her story the same with the girlfriend character we can call her the girlfriend character because she was the girlfriend character oh yeah let's talk about shitty boyfriend behavior really quick Uh i'm sorry boyfriend we're labeling them in a way that they weren't labeled in the film but the son they kissed once and the girl, the hot art girl, had like, she was a love interest. Aiona. And Megan. Megan. <laughs> they had like some chats, they, you know, in front of murals and things. And then he kissed her. And then... They kissed each other. They kissed each other. Yeah. Sure, whatever. They kissed each other. They had it together. And then kiss. he was going through something with his mother and she came to see if he was okay. And he was like... No, he got choked nearly to death by Christopher and thrown down two flights of stairs. Was fine. Ran to the school and then went to Woodshop 
up and made some steaks and she was randomly there and saw him somehow but the point is that she was like what's going on are you okay and he's like not now and just treated her very poorly mm-hmm. was he in distress absolutely he had a lot going on yes but i believe it's possible to be in distress and communicate well and not be a shitty human being yeah i was in distress today was i a shitty human being no you were grounded i calm i communicated very well communicated beautifully i said the following this is very upsetting <laughs> i am very uncomfortable <sighs> my whole body feels like a wedgie is that what i said no but i just am interpolating interpolating mm-hmm. yeah i buy that yeah, yeah and he was just really mean to her for no reason i mean i guess that's appropriate young dude behavior but there's no reason i saw that and i was like uh i, I hope that no man ever treats me that way when he's having a bad day and you know what i can say that because i've dated men who treat me poorly when they have bad days yeah and it's garbage and i'm done with it yeah I'm not your bad day. I'm not caused your bad day. Nope. You should let me make your bad day better. Best marriage advice I ever got was from a friend that said, you have to remember that you two are the shelter from the storm. You don't get to take out your shit on each other because you're each other's safe space. And I don't know why, but at the time, the time that I heard that, it really, really clicked for me that I don't get to take out my shitty bad day on my husband. Yeah. I hope that I have the wherewithal if that ever happens to me again. I can be like, you can um, take out your bad day on me if you want, but we're not going to be together if you do that. Yeah. Well, and commiserating and sympathizing are different than taking out on somebody. Yeah. Poop. Anyway, is there trivia on this bad boy? Nope. What? Nope. Get the fuck out of town. Do your job. Also, the younger sister, no fucking way that she... She could drive a stake through a human. Yeah, she was pretty small. She drove the stake through her mom as her mom was about to bite her brother. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can't. No. Especially if we're considering it went through the spine into the heart. It looked a little too low for that. Yeah, it looked like she stabbed her in the stomach. All the way through. Also, the girlfriend died got killed that seemed random like she yeah. all of a she was randomly showing up places where she shouldn't have been showing up all of a sudden she all of a sudden shows up at his house she doesn't know where he lives they haven't actually spent that much time together but she shows up and she's like i didn't speak to kyle and his mom threatens her and kyle has the stake and he's kind of pointing it at his mother who has grabbed his girlfriend and is threatening to bite her and Kyle's like no don't do it mom don't do it so in an attempt to not do it she shoves the girl towards Kyle who is holding the stake she shoves the girl into the stake and the stake goes all the way through her body and she dies speaking to no consequences the things that take place after that are strange mm-hmm. because she's just like oops I can save her if you want do you want me to do that and he doesn't answer and they he's over it so quickly yeah yeah he's like i gotta take care of my mom that yeah. i now love for it i'll be with you forever no matter what even though you just stabbed my girlfriend yeah i'll be with you no matter what i choose to be with you mom even though he's hated her the whole film which i can understand that kind of love hate dynamic i really can because the most you hate someone is uh, like on the other side of love if it had a catalyst or a convincing establishment or anything anything at all no trivia on wikipedia either it's fine perfectly fine tropes common or overused theme or device a cliche i feel like arbitrary girlfriend is a trope um (laughs) vampirism as addiction total trope oh you know what i love sad time shower reflection time where you oh there's lots of sad time shower reflection so many times where she was just looking she's in the shower and she was showering blood off of herself and she was like you know whatever that emotional internal is yeah also did they have sex well yeah (laughs) there's a scene i forget she kills somebody they kill someone together in the diner oh yeah they kill someone together in the diner and then cut to the scene of like a sheet covered in blood and there's something or someone under it and like it's moving around right like somebody is moving under the bloody sheet and then it cuts back to her sleeping and him like standing in the room and we're both like did they have sex no 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 casey bloody sheet moving around then he's in the shower then we see her toes in the shower then she's in the oh, shower yeah. did they shower together we don't, we don't know. know it's very unclear and then she's sleeping in bloody sheets yeah the most hilarious implication of sex ever you, they didn't even give us any like ah like you couldn't put the two hands clasping in a fucking trophy yeah. trope way literally a super bloody sheet and people moving under it is what like the only interpretation they just like we have wiggle around in there yeah, there was no 
body part scene they were all completely enveloped in the sheet so you could you were like i guess it's people under there it was just such a funny choice also one other thing to bitch about that fucking kid driving that stake in again and again and again i don't know if you've ever tried to stake anything or no i haven't but i will now or shovel anything or do any kind of manual labor his hand would be torn to shit on the first attempt to stake with a raw piece of wood in his hand oh he was just noted for when i tried to do that stabbing into this guy like it wasn't a, a balloon full of pudding interesting i just think murdering takes a lot more effort than people give it credit for yeah let's give murder more credit everybody <laughs> no 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 effort let's give effort the credit let's get the effort of murdering way more credit it's I'm harder d- than we than movies make it seem yeah it really is yeah you don't die from a stomach wound in two seconds nope you're in pain yeah take or shock yeah or you go septic and that's a whole different kettle of fish yeah somebody should do a podcast or a paper on how movies kill people but what it would actually be like for let's every different kind of death let's do it you want to do that I, let's do it let's add it to you're the pile. Do it. great sweet death talk we can add it to our death podcast we'll call it death for real death for real we talk about people that die in our lives we talk about death in film and how it's inaccurate to just two wildly different <laughs> subjects of death <sighs> good times it's on brand for us though tropes garlic no yeah there was garlic in the backpack yeah but it didn't affect them oh true they had garlic in the film and the vampire smelled the backpack and then laughed and said garlic <laughs> uh-huh. has to be invited in no Mm-mm. sunshine no Mm-mm steaks apparently inexplicably yes because it's convenient for the writing yeah running water had no problem with running water no has to drink blood yes can be animal blood yep world was amplified when you were turned you can smell blood really really well when you haven't had any yet like that one tiny piece of toilet paper yeah kid got a paper cut wrapped it in toilet paper she came into his room smelled it in the trash unearthed it because somehow in the 30 minutes between getting the paper cut and going to bed several things have been piled on top of it let's just say this piece of toilet paper paper had a lot of blood on it for a paper cut like first day of your period amount Amounts of, blood. of blood yeah for a paper cut yeah. yeah uh and she just stuck the whole piece of paper toilet paper in her mouth and it was gross because nobody should do that not at all disgusting we don't know if steaks killed them i still don't know i don't believe it he cut his head off too i don't believe that that would i don't know i don't see tr- sarah marie doesn't trust you now Mm-mm. family blood because you just you didn't know what was happening so yeah. now we don't know what's happening and we're not sure about this relationship and also that fucking kid can't just assume that steaks work he said steaks work and we're like oh we're supposed to believe you based on the three other failed attempts at lore you made yeah fucking ridiculous woman has abusive boyfriend trope yeah papa knows best trope papa knows best trope like the the new boyfriend is like i know what's best for you oh yeah it mansplains mm-hmm. uh, i was complaining about this to everybody on marco polo i was like what's it called when somebody tells you their opinion of it as if it's fact and then you and we're like that's mansplaining but sometimes it's not like long-winded explaining it's just like you need to do this thing this way i think i said like do you because i'm 40 i think i said something different for me mansplaining is when a man assumes you don't know how things work and explains it to you yeah like actually like you look up at the sky and you're like oh stars are pretty tonight yeah stars are actually giant balls of gas orbiting millions and millions of miles away and traveling at the uh, that to me is mansplaining yeah i agree this doesn't feel exactly like mansplaining it feels like i'm complaining about abusive not abusive just idiocy like rudeness i think people people telling you what is an opinion on anything telling it to you as if it's fact and the way that you should make like you should make the same choices i make yeah spielberg is the best director period because of forrest gump or even something like the example i gave is if I need to change a tire and I get out the tire iron and I loosen the nuts by putting the tire iron on the nut and I stand on the tire iron because it's really tight and a guy would be standing next to me and be like, no, you really need to hand loosen it. It's like stuff like that. That didn't happen. That's an example I made up, but somebody like I'm doing thing something a perfectly fine doable way that works. I've been doing it my whole life and all of a sudden somebody shows up and like, actually, you, you need to do it like this. And what did you, what did I tell you to tell them? You told me to tell them, I really appreciate your unsolicited advice. I forget what you told me to tell them. That's a good one, though. That's a good... That's another one. Yeah, like, I will take your unsolicited advice into advisement. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will take take that opinion into advisement. Yeah. 
as a 40-year-old woman who's been changing tires for many, many years, I really appreciate that you now have given me your opinion on how it needs to be done. But that's so many people. That's all people. I don't think that that's exclusive to man or mansplaining. I think we're just sensitive to it. Oh, you're right. Women do that too. I do have a friend who like exacts her opinions as if they are fact. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about I, it. I feel like mansplaining is in particular to I'm going to make an assumption that as a woman, you do not know this fact. And I think it's got to be like really particular, like male dominated fields mm -hmm. is ripe for mansplation. 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 <laughs> but I mean, people have been telling me how to grieve, right? Like that's, that's a thing that people have a lot of opinions on for me. Yeah. Unsolicited advice, which I immediately get defensive about because mm -hmm. I'm a rebel at the best of times when you're like, just make sure you blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you can get the fuck off my lawn and out of my relationship with my dad, motherfucker. I'm so glad I never told you how to grieve. No, you were beautiful and perfect in every way. Oh, thank you. You were just really present for me and you were here for me when my brain was a mess and you will be here for me again when my brain is a mess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love your messy brain. My people that are close to me get that I don't do well with advice unless I ask for it. It's true. Don't give advice, people. Don't endow me. Don't give me advice because I'm going to reject all of it. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it at you. Great improviser. <laughs> buddy, I'm kidding. She is buddy, a great improviser. Buddy, just because I didn't train at Keith Johnstone's flippy dippy hug paradise. What? You know, Keith Johnstone. Flippy Dippy's Hug Paradise? Yeah, where everybody hugs and accepts each other's offers. I trains at the Annoyance Baby, where I'm like, fuck you, what are you doing on stage with me? And the other person goes, fuck you too. And then we both hug. Okay. I don't Sounds actually. like a great show. I don't actually. <laughs> Not to go off the rails, but I was I was talking to my students the other day about how every different school sucks in its own particular way. Sure, yes. And like, you know, when you're learning like Keith Johnstone style of like endowment in play and like, yes. He also has a great game called Yes, Let's where you're like, oh, let's color. And you go, yes, let's. Or and you learn how to say no with uh -huh. positivity and enthusiasm, which is great. But a lot of times when you're first learning the training wheels of yes and if you're like really on that side of it, two people come out on stage right ready to accept each other's offer but they don't have anything to offer yet so they will just look at each other lovingly like i'm gonna yes whatever you yeah offer. i think that's all beginning improvisers yeah no matter what school you study i think on the annoyance side of it two people come out making a strong choice for themselves and they are unable to listen to the other person's opinion i think that's a problem on the opposite end of the spectrum yeah i think so too yeah. they come out like i like cheese and the other person's like i'm a bear and then they just freeze oh improv oh improv don't actually know what i'm talking about but i know i get real defensive when we talk about it i welcome it maybe i'm just really defensive that i'm not good at being endowed that's most likely what it is that's okay yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many improvisers in my life that have worked with me for a really long time have been like, man, Sarah Marie sucks at getting in down. She's good at so many other things. I've saved an improv with you for a really long time and I don't ever remember you not accepting my endowment. Hmm. Leave it in the comments below, those of you that listen and have <laughs> improvised with me for a very long time. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good, but also maybe stubborn and pig headed. <laughs> Whatever. Pigs have cute heads. They do have cute heads. Um, you lost a lot of blood. Yeah. What's going on with you in this period? I mean, we've already been talking about improv, which is, you know, bloody. What's going on with this period of your life? Not too much. I went on a date. Casey went on a date. <laughs> it was good. It was great. And he's very attractive. Oh, my gosh. He's dreamy. He's really sweet. That's nice. I'm really happy. An adult. He did something that Brian Curry did with me on our first date. What is that? Listened and asked me questions. Oh, yeah. He asked questions about me, mm -hmm. which is a big deal because most men don't. They just tell you about themselves. But he had interest in me as a person. So he asked questions about my life and about the things he thought it was interesting yeah yeah he thinks i'm interesting you know what i heard in improv what if you want the audience to be interested in you you should be interested in whatever you're doing he's a good improviser then he doesn't do improv i know <laughs> yes whatever you said yes oh my god shut up <laughs> you're really good at improv thank you you're really good at improv oh my god but i will say that it was not definite whether it was a date or not because nobody used the word date i mean it was kind of obvious because he said let me know if you want to get together for coffee or 
food sometime. What, I was a, what time was the date? Well, I made it a dinner date. Cool. Not what I asked. What time was the oh, date? Oh, six o'clock. Six o'clock in the PM? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did he pay? Yeah. So since I didn't know it was a date, when the check came, I said, should we split it? Because that moment always makes me feel awkward. I don't want people to feel obligated to pay for my dinner. I want them to want to do it because they want to. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not because they think they have to because it's like a date and that's what you do. Um, and I said, let's split it. And he looked at me and said, would it be all right if I covered it? And I silently swooned. That's Because <laughs> that nice. to me was like... Like, this is a date. I'm taking you out. And then he sent me home with all the leftovers, even they weren't all mine. <laughs> See, that's a date. He, okay. So you met in the evening time. Yeah. He paid for everything and he gave you presents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a date. It's a date. Casey mm-hmm. went on a date. Yeah. You're all glowy. Look at the camera. Show them your glowy face. No, that's just me not showering. No, you're glowy. I mean, you're generally glowy because you're a fucking model, but... (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Fucking Casey. Okay, talk dirty to me. Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast about fetish, kink, and sex from four very different perspectives. We're doms, subs, and spankos. Okay, what about people that are private? All people with all parts, even sweet little vanillas like you. This podcast is for delicious people. Yes, we do our best to discuss and educate on sex, relationships, and every kink you could possibly think of, even the lesser known ones like sounding. Where people make whale noises at each other. Nope, episode 10 if you'd like to find out. Okay. Listen to Talk Dirty to Me on a podcast podcast app near you did you just make an elephant sound sounding (laughs) a little renegade films production Casey on Talk Dirty to Me, we were all talking and I can't remember how we brought it up, but someone mentioned that Casey, oh, we were reading through your FetLife account Mm -hmm. and someone mentioned that they wanted to see a, like a real life picture of you or, and you're like, you can just look at my picture. The picture I have on FetLife. Yeah. Of me being a human. It's right there. And then you said something like, well, I mean, it is me modeling, so I I guess it doesn't look like me. And then every single one of us went, Casey, every single one of your (laughs) stupid fucking gorgeous fucking model pictures looks exactly like you on a regular day. I have never seen you not look gorgeous. Like, seriously. (laughs) Thanks. I'm serious. Thank you. Like, hot garbage Casey feeling like a trash fire is still like, what? Blink, blink, blink. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not going to argue. Like, I feel compelled to right now. I'm just going to say thank you. You're welcome. What were we talking about? Uh, My date? Yeah, this period of your life. This period of my life. On that, though, I will also say that somebody recently also asked me, told me, they're like, send me a selfie. This is a different person. That's kind of flirty. And they've done this before where they're like, send me a selfie. And I fucking hate that shit. I don't want to send you a selfie. And my response to that is also I have 10,000 pictures on Instagram yeah you're that ju- are great you're just go tr- look at them you're trying to see if you can get me to do what you want me to do which is I also think it's a generational thing because he's much younger he's like in, in mid-20s and I think 20-somethings just send selfies of their faces is that correct leave it in the comments below yeah what the fuck nobody in my age I don't know this is just a new thing this never used to happen before maybe because selfies didn't exist I just would like to know why and then they say because I want to see your face and I'm like it's already all over the internet just google my name you will get so many photos is it something about being in the moment like you want to see me right now is it because it's a photo for you like i don't it's bothersome to me Mm -hmm. also equally curious to me is when they randomly send you selfies like they just send you their face and i'm like why did you do that yeah why though i might have different feelings if the gentleman i went on a date with sent me his face though if the gentleman that you went on a date with sent you his face you'd be like oh my god we're selfieing together (laughs) yeah i'd be like oh we're married now and then you spend two hours being like (laughs) Yeah, that's also my problem. If somebody wants a selfie, I take one and I'm like, uh, sorry, not sorry. This looks like garbage. Or I spend like 30 minutes trying Mm-mm. to take a photo of my own face. No, ma'am. None of that. No, not worth my time. I sent him a selfie like this. Sarah Marie is pushing her chin back as far as she can to make as many chins as humanly possible and squinting her eyes. Hey. Selfie time. <laughs> Uh, you're bleeding out your hoo-ha. How's this period of your life? Do you have anything exciting going on? You know, I do. I'm existing in two alternate dimensions, both of which are pretty extreme. I'm in. My dad is on his journey to the nether realm in one dimension, which is interesting and very unique in particular. Just for everybody maybe who's tuning into only this episode, the nether realm is death. Death. My dad is dying. We're all dying, but we got an ETA. Sorry, ETD. 
on my dad. And it's going to be soon. He's got a brain tumor. It's growing rapidly. It's happening. So there's that dimension, which is very interesting and unique. And then there's other dimension, which is I just started rehearsing for The Baker's Wife, of which I am the big damn lead in The Baker's Wife. I play The Baker's Wife in The Baker's Wife. I sing a ton of big songs. It's so fun. And it is truly, when I think about the greatest joy in my life, the feeling of walking into the rehearsal room for a day of rehearsal is my number one feeling. Best feeling ever. And that's what I'm feeling over there. It's interesting because I am also getting to practice a lot of, I'm always historically been scared and insecure, right? Mm -hmm. And anxious. And I've been working for the past couple of years now on really dropping that story. And this particular, these two dimensions are giving me such a beautiful opportunity to allow myself to be really present for the baker's wife and trust that I can do exactly what's needed because I'm proficient at it. Mm -hmm. And then I can also allow myself to grieve for the death of my father and not manipulate either one of those experiences. Because there's a ton of fear about like, can I do this? Can I handle this? on both sides. Can I do this? Can I handle the death of my dad? Can I do this? Can I handle the death of my dad while I'm doing the baker's wife? Can I do the baker's wife? Right? Like there's a ton of... Of course you can. Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. If I keep breathing that experience in, taking it one moment at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's the gift of it right now. And I say that like I'm not actively... I mean, I did a whole bunch of anxiety work with you today that helped me get to this place now you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so it's like actively in process yeah that's amazing thanks you're gonna do great in both those things thank you i'm gonna crush both so hard (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna walk into that funeral wearing my stephanie slayton costume designed grieving outfit full full fucking veil i'm gonna walk up there drop the mic be like i love my dad sob leave yeah everyone's gonna be like oh my god she's killing it She's doing so good. Mm-hmm. Baker's wife. Yeah. Sing the shit out of it. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God. Who is that angel on stage? Mm, I am no angel. I literally sing I am no angel. Oh. Anyway, that's what's going on with me. Yeah. Yeah. Suckers, what's going on with this period of your life? Leave yeah. it in the comments below. Yeah, suckers. Leave it in the comments below. Also, if you got questions about anything, it's in the show notes. Enjoy our new vampire kink Discord room. It's free. Oh, Get in yeah. there. We're working on setting that up and getting that all nice. Yeah, hop in there. I know everybody kinky in some way or another yeah even if you're not kinky get in there be a vampire if you really love vampires get in there change your name be your best vampire self change your name to the first um instant messenger name i had back in oh gosh what was it called lrc chat no i can't remember the dawn of chat rooms it was before aim as well anyway my first chat room name was vampire claudia what really yes from interview with a vampire amazing i know perfect you know i was like a 14 year old girl so yeah this is the coolest <laughs> claudia's my favorite and yeah. then i grew up and read them again and was like oh no gabrielle is my favorite she's the best of course so get in there be a vampire we'll, we'll have we'll party and then you know there's a whole bunch of other cool stuff on our discord if you become a patreon mm-hmm. you can do it private rooms private videos on our discord for blood suckers right now we're reading through twilight which is hilarious you get video clips of the episodes all of these are audio but we also record them on video and have them in the vaults and our patreons get those yeah in conclusion, this movie was garbage. Oh, such a trash fire of stupidity yeah. and stupid Check it out. stupidness. Check it out. You'll stop 30 minutes in, I guarantee it. Yeah, you won't even make it that no. far. In fact, if you make it to the end of this film, we want to know. Tell us why you loved it. Or hated it. Just Either. Tell us. Just tell us. Just tell us. Tell us. Just tell us about it. Okay. Okay. Later, suckers. Blood suckers is a because I can't sing the theme song. It's just touch. I thought that was perfect. Thank you. Blood suckers is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Casey Zanee and Sarah Marie Curry. Executive produced by Travis Donald. Silent contributions by Taylor Novak and Stephanie Slayton. Title and closing theme are by Tosin Awufeso. Follow us on the social medias at Blood Suckers Pod. And for more of our offerings, go to LittleRenegadeFilms.com. I'm a vampire. A vampire. I'm a vampire.